Ladies, ladies, you don't have to wait for someone else to show enthusiasm for you. You can do that for yourself. We can do that together. Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva, and I have the t-shirt to prove it. The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. Congratulations. You've retired from your job. Now what? Travel the world? Ooh, yeah. Europe is great. Let's go. Disney with the grandkids. Yippee! Give them what they want. This special edition of the Cup of Glow provides suggestions for activities or interests from several milestone divas. First, we have Janice David, who teaches belly dance. Well, I could explain why I made my DVD, Ageless Belly Dancing. I've been teaching belly dancing for years. I started when I was 23, so do the math. (laughs) And I had so many women say, I'm too old or I'm too fat. And I'm not a skinny girl, never was. And at the time, I was quite overweight, and I was 58 years old. And I thought, I need to do this to show women, yes, you can. You can belly dance. And I see it not only as a form of exercise and building women's community, but it makes you happy. Sue Healy, Finding Satisfaction Through Watercolor. I went to grad school in the FSU Fine Arts Department uh, studying art history, but I continued doing my own art, uh, potting, painting, drawing. Those were things that were very important to me that I needed to do, and I did them. I stopped doing that at some point, and I've always missed that. I began working again, drawing, probably 10 years ago. My eyesight is deteriorating, and it's hard for me to draw in great detail anymore. So I picked up something I'd always loved to do, which is watercolor. My style on watercolor is very loose. I don't do photographic, accurate, botanical watercolors. I use my own freedom of imagination and emotion when I paint. That's given me a great deal of satisfaction. Nancy Reddick, From Sea to Land. The sailboat that we had was a 1979. We kept it up until just a couple years ago. It's also a little bit more demanding than uh, my age group can handle. Uh, so we we just kind of had to give it up before we somebody got hurt. Uh, and then we just switched into taking trips. We actually took several trips to the Caribbean to to scuba. Then we acquired the RV, so we went from boat, break out another thousand, 
And then we were able to take trips, because we didn't have that, to RV, go get another thousand. And so our, our finances now are pretty much devoted to keeping the RV and seeing the countryside, which Mike and I have done very, very little of. Well, I love road trips, although I've never taken one in an RV. I think that would be really nice. I've just done the car, stop at a hotel, get back in the car. But having an RV where your home is rolling with you sounds like a lot of fun. It is. It is. Uh, I love the part that at night it's my bed. If I want to stop and have a sandwich, I find a rest area. I have my bathroom with me at all times, <laughs> I, which can be important <laughs> at this age. We, uh, we find places like parking lots just to pull off and take a nap, uh, put our feet up for a few minutes, uh, have our own food. Yeah. Of course, we can take our pets with us. Uh, and then, at, like I said, at night, to me, one of the biggest things is I have my own bed. I, have, I know who's been in it. Uh, it's just that's the part of the RV. Now, the part that is more challenging and that I'm learning to deal with is you have to plan. Where are you going to stop at night? When we the few times we took road trips, we usually went to places that we already knew yeah. how to get to, and we just drove until we got tired and got a hotel. Well, you just don't do that with even a small RV. You got to find a place to accommodate that length of vehicle and where you can sleep overnight. So there is a lot more planning, and you just don't pull into McDonald's with an RV, most RVs anyhow, you just don't pull in a McDonald's to grab a snack. You do have to find another place. So I have to say there's a lot more planning, but it's well worth it. Robin Collins, Tracing Lineage with Genealogy. I got interested in genealogy in the 1990s, well before the Internet back when the only way to research your family was to either write letters or physically go places, which is actually one reason that I would grab my husband during our vacations and drag him to courthouses, historical societies, and cemeteries. It was a great adventure because I enjoy the puzzle and the detective work that it takes to find out where your ancestors came from, whether it's just your grandmother or your grandfather or people even earlier than that. It's been a challenge at times, like most of us. We have things that we can't figure out about why they happened or where they happened or when they happened. But it's been fun, and I still do it some to this day. Robin again. Lifelong enjoyment with singing. Now, when it comes to choral singing, I'll have to admit, I started singing in a children's chorus when I was about 11 years old. And except for a few years in between when I finished my undergraduate degree and joined the Tallahassee Civic Chorale when they organized I pretty much sung my whole life. I enjoy group singing more than I enjoy solo singing. If you've ever been in a church choir 
or a community group, you can probably tell that there's some kind of extra energy when you have other people doing the same thing that you're doing. And it really doesn't always matter if we have an audience. I probably shouldn't confess that, but even the rehearsals are fun. Kelly Broderick on Breeding Dogs. I have a very rare breed. It's called an often pincher. And often means monkey or ape in German, and pincher is just the German word for dog. And they're called the Offenpinscher, first of all, for their looks, because they're supposed to look a little bit like a monkey. And that's pretty much how they act. They can climb. They can get in into anything. They're very, very intelligent. They are certainly not for everybody, uh, because they can be difficult to housebreak, <laughs> call that impossible to housebreak. And um, they are sometimes smarter than the people that call them their pets. Sharon Swertzel, telling stories with hula and Tahitian dance. I was looking for another dance form. Uh, I've always been interested in dance since a child. And a friend who was 20 years older than I, which made her about 60, 65 at the time, found uh, our local dance teacher uh, starting a dance class. And she said, Sharon, you have to come. So I was dragged to my first class, and I never left. Hula is telling the story, the traditional hula, is telling the story that's being passed down uh, from a poem. Tahitian, as it is experienced by most people, is the phrenic movement of just dancing to the drums and it's passed on uh, through, again, families and classes and so forth. But they also have a different type of dance form called aurora, which is not the phrenic part, which is very much similar to some of the slower dancing that you see in hula, which is also telling stories. Jesse Whitehead, New Places and New People. I think at an earlier age, there was that sense of adventure, lack of fear, um, the, the confidence that things will work out, I will be okay. Um, so I, I think that aspect of it as far as moving at a very early age, because you, you just think you're invincible, you know, and you're not worrying about so much uh, the future. So, but when you get into a, an advanced age, uh, there still is that excitement and, and challenge of meeting new people, but you also start to be concerned about, are you, are, are you going to be able to break in uh, and meet people? Because as we get older, people have already established their, their groups and sometimes are hesitant to allow a new person into it. So that is the challenge more so for me as far as moving uh, even less after 50, but more, you know, after 60. So I, I think that's just the, uh, the biggest challenge. But still, I, I would have taken that confidence there with me. And I've, I've used my interests to allow me to break into uh, 
different groups and meet various people through my my sports. I love to play sports. I love to read. So, you know, book clubs and then just my art, you know, that that really opens up a lot of avenues. The consensus is do what you truly enjoy. Do it and do it with enthusiasm. This podcast was brought to you by Replay Fitness. Feel good again. For more information about Replay Fitness, Feel Good Again, please visit our website at www.replayfitnessfga.com. Please email your comments about the podcast to us at gloria at cupofglow.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time... This has been the Cup of Glow podcast with Gloria Darling, asking you to celebrate each day and spread happiness your way.